0: You're listening to Yale Radio, WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Autumn Wallace. Autumn, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you for having me, Brainerd.
0: Autumn, you're talking to me from Brooklyn. We're uh, almost post-pandemic here, but not quite. Um, what's happening in your studio? You're in a temporary studio at at, at the moment?
1: Yeah, I came in here after my Best stuy Artist residency ended, which was two months in a brownstone, which was the pure Brooklyn experience, I would say. Um, but now I'm in the Brooklyn Bush Studios making work for a show in September in Cologne. <laughs> so it's sudden but very exciting.
0: So let's talk about the work you're making for the show in, in Cologne, you said?
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. So
0: yeah, well, we're we're in Cologne, and and yeah, let's talk about what you're making.
1: Yes, um, it's going to be at Da Gallery in Cologne, and it'll be their like inaugural exhibition after they've you know completely turned gotten ownership of the gallery, and it's going to open with my work. We none of us knew this was happening earlier this year, so it's a very exciting <laughs> surprise. Um, and the working title of the show is Ode to the Mercury Thermometer, um, which will be a little bit of an homage to things that we see as archaic, whether they're customs or utilities or things that have just been consolidated out of existence. Um, I'm kind of unpacking that in the studio right now. It's all very fresh. I like that, so. <laughs> I like,
0: I like that title, too, Ode to the Mercury Thermometer, that seems to be uh, as, as as toxic as that was. That there's something nostalgic yeah. about that kind of about that, right? I, I, I don't know if mm. I did this or I watched someone else doing it, but like you know, I remember if it was broken, you could kind of play with the mercury a little bit with your finger which is of course another Mm -hmm. toxic activity (laughs) but but tell me (laughs) how nostalgic what what fond memories but it's an interesting oh my
1: god uh... i'm so thankful i've never had that happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's really fun to play with. i can say um so so tell Um, me how will that well what 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 are you making for the show or preparing for the show? How is this all coming together?
1: Golly. Well, it's going to be three rooms in this pretty large gallery in Cologne, uh, downtown Cologne, very close to the main museum center and the shopping district and all, the old city, and... The two rooms will be paintings and sculptures. Some are going to be interactive, um, as if the paintings are talking to each other or the sculptures are coming out of the paintings. We'll see how that goes. And the third room will be a group show that I'm curating um, with queer, femme artists that I feel have been instrumental in my practice, inspirationally, um, I've gone to school with them. I've been at residency with them. Maybe I even discovered them in like sixth grade, <laughs> and have just hmm. visited their studio here in Brooklyn this summer. So, I'm also very excited for that. That's going to be so my little the, homage or ode to, them.
0: to to what the mercury thermometer will be. That's the that's the name of the group show. No, no. It's oh, the whole I show? don't know
1: the name of the group show yet. Yeah, it's like two things going on at once. <laughs> it's going to be two show two rooms of my solo show and then the last room will be a group show that I curate and that name is pending.
0: Hmm. So let's talk about your mm, your two rooms first. That that's uh yeah. it sounds interesting. Paintings that mm-hmm. talk to each other or talk to the participants. Um tell me more about that. How does that, how does that, how does that work? And the one, one notion when you talked about paintings and I believe it's said Mm -hmm. talking to each other, you know, it's kind of this curatorial idea that people talk about, right? That the the paintings talk to each other, curators sometimes say, and you know, only a curator would understand what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Paintings don't talk or artists, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. I, that's how I, I relate to that a little bit. But, but what what do you mm-hmm. mean in this instance? It sounds like the paintings are actually going to to speak or something
1: yes. like that. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm working very very hard to figure out exactly how that's happening. But for example, if there's a fire or someone shooting flaming arrows in a piece we may see a sculpture of the aftermath across the room that follows the trajectory of that piece itself or two-step pieces that function as a diptych telling you a before and after of a scenario. Um, Possibly I'll be able to incorporate the floor. (laughs) So we'll see how that can go, but the floor may give a little bit of a step-by-step through everything that you're seeing. But yeah it's all, so, this, so
0: so so there's kind in of instructions right to walk you through uh something that's immersive
1: yes, yes. I always strive for immersive scenarios with my work in all of my solo shows
0: so so in this and I, I know this is kind of just beginning now, so you can't say exactly what's in it, but what kind of themes are being explored or 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 messages if that's appropriate in um in that show
1: Mm-mm. I'm following the trajectory of my earlier solo show this year, How to Hug Yourself, 10 Steps with Pictures, where I create imaginary friends that are traits or are deep-seated feelings. So this show will have two or three new characters, um, guilt, truth, and lies. And I'm trying to figure out how they manifest like are they ghosts are they elements are they weather um are they wind and yeah i'm going to kind of experiment and see how they can take a corporeal slash incorporeal form um Hmm. especially in the sculptures
0: so tell me more about that especially in sculptures yeah what's
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what is taking a corporeal
1: form The sculptures will be a little bit less. How do I don't know, describe it? Wrote. Um, you won't be able to see everything that's going on in them. Um, I'm going to try to obfuscate some human traits to give more weight to like what the subject matter is. So if it's a person, you might not see their face because the theme is about something else I'm still in the middle of it, though, so. <laughs> it I understand, I, understand. I understand.
0: No, that, that's fine it's, um, mm-hmm. that's exciting that does sound exciting to to have that kind of a show and and do you think there's be a different reaction or are you thinking of the audience because it's in Cologne I mean I know you've shown in a lot of places but does that mean something different to you there that audience at this and also at this time in history because we're post-pandemic then, hopefully? Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm very, very excited to be showing in Germany, period, because I've been a German, like a fan of Germany for over 10 years now. Um, I'm proficient in the language. I write partially in German. Some of my titles (laughs) are German. My car's named (laughs) to the German name Um, so it's going to be lovely to bring my work into the culture and experiment not even experiment just see what the reactions are and learn from that Um, Mm -hmm. because an international audience can tell you so much about your work that you may not even know like different cultural associations with colors or numbers or sizes uh, that I'm eager to learn
0: that's interesting. And and where and where did that come from, that kind of uh attraction to the the culture and, and, and language and sounds like sort of a the...
1: Um, do you want the long or the short story?
0: <laughs> <laughs> either one, either one.
1: Okay. Um, well it all started with a band. Uh I was not enjoying one summer back when I was like 12 or 13 (laughs) and I was listening to this band Thursday over and over again and I decided to learn guitar because I didn't want to go outside and I looked online for a tutorial and there was this guy named Vasco who was German who was doing the guitar tutorial and I messaged him on YouTube back when that was a thing and we became pen pals and had been talking ever since So I was like, I really want to learn German and visit this guy, et cetera, et cetera. And it was so like silly and bright eyed and young of me, but I actually ended up meeting him like three or four years ago in person. (laughs) And we did get to speak German together and I did get to walk around Cologne and Mainz with him and it was amazing. Like we're still great friends and... He's also a creative, so yeah. My German love started with a band and a boy.
0: <laughs> I love that, and um, <laughs> and so and th- that's evolved obviously over the over the years, and and yes. and it kept gotten you kind of deeper into the the culture in a number of ways.
1: Yes, yeah, like even an academic study. Um, I've been very interested in economics of Germany, um, especially the way that we sort of change their economy to what the dominant world economy is, which is like a non-gold standard mortgage-based thing. And I use a lot of economic themes in my work too. So yeah, it's kind of a wave that washes in and out of my work by proxy and association <laughs> all the time.
0: And let's talk about the the third room, right? And this is within the same gallery the, the group show that you're curating, right? Yes, yes. So tell me a little bit about I... that because you you said it was it was kind of approached with um queer artists or talking about uh, or mm-hmm. talking about kind of gender but but you also said these are very old friends and it sounds like a mixture of things. Tell me a little bit more about the, yes. the selection and your ideas mm-hmm. for, that, for that particular show.
1: So I know that I want it to be a room of queer femmes because that is the predominant subject matter of my work. So even though the full gallery won't be filled with my work, it will still have my, my theme and still be pushing up my um, my belief system and the people that I'm trying to support and tell the stories of and all of that. Um, and it will also serve as an ode in a different way. Like my two rooms will be the mercury thermometer, but the last room will be my ode to them and each other. Um, I know who will be on the list, but I can't disclose it quite yet. Um, but, yeah, that's okay that's for... okay and,
0: and 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 their work is mm-hmm. there is their work i mean if you can talk at all about how their work uh touches mm-hmm. on the the theme or or supports yeah. that or you know mm-hmm. m- maybe the messaging around that but but uh however you want to talk about it uh is there is there mm-hmm. paintings and sculpture in this or or a variety of mediums
1: there most likely will all be paintings and or two-dimensional work. Um, there's one textile artist that I'm planning on showing, um, maybe one or two, but all of their work focuses on, how can I say, storytelling. Everything that they do is like modern-day storytelling, modern-day oral tradition documented in a visual form. Um, which I, for some of them, was inspired by, and for some of them, we connected over, you know, the years and over mutual art interests. With.
0: And the and the stories that they're telling, the you know, I know you can't go through all of them, but they're, mm-hmm. but they're on similar topics, or they're talking about, um, or or, or specific issues. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would say that they're all about telling a life story. I'm more interested in the mundane. Um, so they might not have a huge topic or a big issue that they're trying to like show to someone to prove a point, but they are just highlighting issues. Um, they're highlighting how to how people hang out in a stoop and that's a culture or how some people live their entire lives online or how just little exchanges between people are just so important and stand out. Um, So all of these little things I love, like human interaction, anthropological commonalities.
0: And, and but there but there and also a theme where we are talking about like gender and, and being queer in all these kind of stories or not necessarily.
1: Yes, yes, yes. They're inherently queer stories, um, but it comes with who I'm curating. So I'm I'm excited to see these kind of mundane stories <clears throat> from a queer lens because in dominant media they're kind of like sublimated or distilled or kind of reduced to something really flashy
0: (laughs) right we don't we don't we don't get the mundane we get the kind of um yeah more something more sensational or salacious or i don't know what the right word is but we don't we don't get the the mundane
1: yeah we don't get the moments um, yeah, so I think that's the thing that you're helping me work through this, too, as well. <laughs> We're having the cur- curatorial meeting on this um, nice. a week. So, <laughs> yeah, they all have this, um, I don't know, this quiet, queer. I actually don't even want to say quiet. It's just comfortable, like a comfortable queer existence, and their work is showing that. It's showing how they live in their body and interact with the world as themselves, which is inherently different than the majority. And each of their takes on it is so beautiful and touches me deeply, and I can't wait to have them all in the same room.
0: That sounds exciting. And and so relating that to your work, which is the first two rooms that we've mm-hmm. discussed briefly um how do the two shows interact i mean you're you're also working with similar themes, but not exactly telling stories about the mundane right or or are you?
1: Yes and no um so my whole situation is kind of distorting the mundane or mythologizing the mundane, so it may look sensational um so people can read it as a fable or an allegory, but most likely it is about a pretty mundane experience that can be ignored or looked over. So that's kind of the commonality there. But I do know that the (laughs) work seems a little bit louder than that, which I'm fine with.
0: That's good, yeah. You're aware that the work seems a little bit louder? What was the term you used?
1: Yes. Yeah. A little louder. A little shinier. Um, which you is mean your work uh, specifically,
0: paintings and sculptures that are going to be talking, reaching yes. out, interacting, kind of things, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And um, so, when is the when when does the show open?
1: It's going to open on the first of October. Um, that is the working opening date. So it may be the second, but right now we're thinking it's going to be the first. It's
0: exciting. Gallery
1: um, G A A Gallery in Cologne.
0: <laughs> that's so. G A A Gallery, you said, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If I cannot put a link in here to that as well to the gallery. Um, Autumn, It sounds. It sounds exciting. I want to ask you one more question, which is, what are you Reading at the moment.
1: Okay. Um, I'm in between two books right now. Um, One is for the show, and one is for maybe fun, maybe also for the show. The first one is Aesop's Fables. (laughs) The Mm. stories that we all know but may not read into, um, with lovely phrasing like, Two blacks do not make a white. (laughs) and lots of things that I can't wait to dissect with my paintbrush. Um, And the other book that I'm reading right now is Nature Poem by Tommy Pico, which is this gorgeous, epic poem. Um, It's like a full book that is a poem, of which no two lines are necessarily of the same topic. And I'm in love with the way that he writes. So. Yeah, these books are my fuel for the studio this evening.
0: Thank you so much, Autumn. I appreciate your your time talking to me, and I wish you well on your show in Cologne.
1: Thank you so much, Brainerd. I hope you have a great rest of your day.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.